friends, we are here to break the boundaries between your yoga teachers and you. Welcome to Conversations with Yogis. Just a few teachers having a chat over coffee, all things yoga and real life. We are your hosts, Ashley and Melinda. I'm comfortable now. Good. Yes, so we are back for another episode and I think we would like to talk about the reality of being a yoga teacher. Um, Especially nowadays, there are so many teacher trainings uh, popping up, everyone's offering teacher trainings and so many people think that this sounds so good to be a yoga teacher. You just practice yoga, you eat healthy and it sounds glamorous, so many people want to be part of it. So we want to debunk the myth of what is actually being a yoga teacher like and uh, yeah, the reality, the, reality. the lived reality. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it, it sounds good, and I, I love being a yoga teacher, but it has its own challenges, especially being in London and have so much mm-hmm. competition. And um, But also, I do think doing a 300 hour is a good place to start, but first you need to keep learning, practicing, and uh, teaching, and then doing more teacher training courses just to expand your viewpoint. So I think... Yeah, we want to make sure people actually know what they sign up for when they do teacher training. Yeah, the two hundred hours just the beginning, and we touched on that in our first two episodes about why we went into teacher training and yeah. kind of what our experience was there. But definitely, like we were going to talk about, you know, did we feel like yoga teachers after we came out of our first two hundred hour teacher exactly. training? Like, I I did a first. My first one was a one month intensive two hundred hour yeah. in India. Uh, I did it at Samporna Yoga, which I know a lot of people in London have also gone there. Um, I personally, I don't know, had it was a good experience, but I wouldn't recommend going there. Just as a disclaimer, if anyone is listening to this and thinking about, oh, I'll go to Samporna too. I'm not advocating going there, please. For many reasons, and I'll I can get into that on another episode. But when I did my two hundred hour teacher training there, I came out and I felt like holy shit! Like I'm a yoga teacher now. What? What? Yeah. Like I could step in a front of a class and teach yoga. I just did not feel ready in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, for me, in a way, it was totally opposite because I do feel like our teachers were preparing us so well okay um so I did it with the yoga people and um they are they were quite big in in London they are they are probably still um I felt like um there were always other all these other teachers came to do mentoring you had all these teachers coming and assisting during the course so you already you entered to your community okay so first for me that was a really helpful um the other thing I mean I was very young I just uh turned 20 well, I was 22 when I finished my teacher training, so I was quite young. So for me, the scary bit was I went into classes and people were like, is she going to teach the class? She's <laughs> too young. Um, also, I, I looked younger. I'm still, I think, quite, look, quite young. Um, but um, it's just more the judgment from the people. Not always, but I did feel like that. Um, but I did feel like I know what I'm doing, so I'm just going to go on with it and see what happens. I was, of course, very nervous, but... Standing out in front of five people, two people, twenty people is nerve wracking in the beginning. Yeah, um, it is. It is scary. 
finding your own voice. I mean, I used to teach my first classes learning a script because this is not my first language. I knew what I'm going to teach in yoga, but I had to write down what I'm going to say like, hey guys, my name is Melinda. I wrote all this down and learned it word by word. And that's how I thought the first few months because I was so nervous about that. But as soon as I started talking and I knew what I'm going to be talking about, I was fine. So for me, I mean, I think it depends on what kind of teacher training you've done and yeah. how co- how much confidence they put on confidence they put on you to be like, yes, you can stand out there and teach. I mean, yeah, I feel like well, what you just said about uh, doing it in London and having a community and yeah. mentees mentors coming in, we didn't have any of that. Yeah. So I feel like that's a hugely beneficial thing to have as a. Uh, developing teachers like yeah. you need to have support and I did my teacher training and went back to Canada and I didn't know anybody like except for my original teachers in yeah. Edmonton and when I came back from India where was I living I think I moved back in with my mom for a couple months mm. and then I ended up moving to Calgary in Alberta because I I had packed up from Edmonton quit all my jobs gone to India gone traveling for a while and yeah I came back and like I didn't have any of the skills to to know how to approach studios like where do I even have to start like how to build a website how to do anything I didn't have any of those skills like I came from a science background I think the I mean what I find the new new teacher trainings are better at is teaching you these kind of things. I mean, yeah. we were not taught about how to use your website, how to market yourself. Maybe they taught us how to approach studios, but I don't really remember. But the good thing with us was, like, I could cover anyone from the yoga people because they were like, well, yeah. we trust you, we're trained with the same people, so come and teach my class. Obviously, they didn't give us our trial yoga classes, but that well, I could cover in, like, small studios. What I think is, is nowadays they do teach that on courses, like they do digital marketing, all the things we don't want to do, but we have to do. Yeah, and we both know that, like having been in this job role for so long, is like you have to have these other skills. Like there's no way to avoid mm. it anymore. Yeah. Unless you just have a community that's willing to practice yoga with you and you don't really need the money. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Because that's the other problem. I think people do think that... Um, you earn well as a staff employee, or your yoga, co- yoga class costs £22, so they must earn, the teachers must earn like £50, £70 a class. And I mean, I wish it would be the case, but I think the people need to know the reality of is we get on the paid for um, teaching an hourly class. Mm-hmm. So we average nowadays like probably £30. And uh, I remember I used to cover classes, they paid us £18. And I only did it because I had no experience and needed to get the hours in. It was a hot studio near Old Street. You had to do three, four, five classes back to back. What? Yes. It five? Was. And uh, I was just doing it for my, covering a friend. And I was like, this is not make me, doesn't make me feel good. This is very hot hill. This is disgusting. And, they, and I tried to invoice for 20 pounds. It was like 18 pounds. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. And then I was like, can you adjust your invoice? Like, well, how can you pay 18 pounds for the teacher? And that was 2016, but still £18 was very bad. But, I mean, we're not much better off now getting the £30 for classes. And if people know that you have to count in, they have to travel there, probably it takes an hour, half an hour to an hour to get there. You have to be there 15 minutes before the class. You want to stay there 15 minutes after to chat to people because I'm interested in what's happening in their life. 
and then you have to get home. And then so you work three hours and you've got thirty pounds, so it's minimum wage. Yeah, it's ten pounds an hour. You're and right. And it's it is it's hard. And you can't do ten classes a day. Like people work ten hours a day. No. You can't it's because impossible. impossible, no time and so And I mean, even getting that many classes is so competitive, like too many trying teachers. to get poorly paid position. <laughs> yeah. Well, because when I started teaching yoga in Calgary, I first of all, I was terrified to step into that role of standing in front of a room of people. Mm-hmm. Like, not, I felt like I didn't know anything. I grew up really, really shy yeah. until like my, until I was in university and we kind of had to, well, in science, when we're doing thesis and research work, you have to do presentations. Yeah. In front of doctors and that is so that kind of broke me into being okay presenting but then coming into yoga and teaching a new discipline where I'm like unsure about my knowledge and stuff like that like it's very nerve-wracking and you're always in your head standing at the front of the room like oh I forgot the posture I can't remember all the music or no music like oh everybody can't do it in the class like I need to slow it down for everybody like you're just overthinking everything and I forget how much we were getting paid in, in Canada. I think it was like $25 or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's very similar. So, so when, when I was trying to get classes there, I also had to work at um, a restaurant and a bar. Yeah. So I was sometimes working quite late, like at the bar, like we'd be there till three thirty, four in the morning, counting the liquor, weighing the bottles after work and counting out the till. And then getting up and teaching, you know, you got your first yoga class yeah. Sunday morning, eight yeah. o'clock. And I'm like, I'll be there. But I got home at four thirty in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. lifestyles were not compatible, but I, yeah, I chose to do that line of work because it, wasn't it was easy to get a job because I knew a lot of people in the hospitality industry at home and you you get paid really well in tips in Canada yeah so I I knew I could still afford to live but the the timings and the being around liquor all the time and partying and etc etc it it wasn't compatible to then going and teaching yoga in the morning Mm. but I kind of felt stuck there because I didn't know what else I could do for work at the same time that I was building my yoga repertoire or like portfolio classes yes because there was not as many studios in Calgary as there is here too so the opportunities just didn't come up to get new classes well I think I mean having too many studios is not easy either because then and also it's good to have so many studios but you have so many teachers I think mm-hmm. the competition in London is mental, especially being a female yoga teacher. I think, I mean, I heard from many male friends of mine that uh, they, so many times they were offered classes without even auditioning, and we do audition. Yeah, that, Yeah, some of my guy friends have told me the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and I remember doing auditions where you go in and like, okay guys, you have three minutes to show your best move <laughs> in, uh, that shows how you're going to calm people down, how you adjust them, and who you are. And I was like, I'm too stressed out to be myself. Yeah. How can I show myself? And especially three minutes. So it's very brutal. And even if they give you more time, I'm always very thankful. They like 10 minutes is, is like luxury. So I think it's just so hard to get classes or if you don't know the right people. Yeah. 
so it's not that you're going to be given so many classes and I would recommend people not to jump straight into being a full-time yoga teacher because as you said you need something else to pet it out because you can't keep you can't pay your rent that's what you're doing in London how can you pay yeah. the amount of rent from 30 pounds 20 pounds classes yeah I mean, see in Canada I could afford it because the cost of living it's still pricey there but it's like not as crazy expensive as London that's good though but then moving here mm. I didn't know anybody yeah. well I knew one person I knew my friend Katie uh who, who's a yoga teacher as well we did okay. our training together in India but other than that I knew nobody I didn't know who any of the teachers were I knew nothing I like moved here I didn't even know if they really practice yoga that much mm-hmm. in London if I'm totally honest where did you move why when when in 2015 so okay, I yeah. got a I got a visa because my grandfather uh was born in England and yeah. so I could access a ancestry visa otherwise there's no way I would have been able to move mm. here and be able to freelance and be a sole trader because yeah. you, you have to get a like a job job yeah with other Canadian visas to come to the UK oh, I did not know that yeah Oh god. Yeah, so that if I didn't have that, there's no way that I would be here still teaching. Hmm. And we just won't be in because I was pre-Brexit, I just wasn't <laughs> bother working, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, you guys need visas too, right? Well, not anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm settled, but I guess yeah. not. I but don't even if... know what's this role now. Like, what's, what do you have to do? But probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, things, things change. All the logistics of being foreign. Yeah, I mean... It's yeah, the London scene is interesting because you have so many like popular teachers and like insta famous teachers, and I think yeah, it's it's changed so much the past eight years how it formed and how studios changed as well. I think mm. it's interesting to see and be part of it. Yeah, pre and post pandemic, the scene, the landscape totally changed. Definitely changed, but yeah, I, I mean referring back to like two hundred hours and. Um, being a teacher, I mean, did you ever have a bad experience in the beginning with going to teaching classes, like being actually in classes? Um, were they all like, oh, everyone was very welcoming, more well, stressed? No, in Canada, people were more willing to give me like a shot. Okay, that's good. But it was harder to get those because there was very established teachers who had had classes for like decades. And if I'm honest with you, like I can still go back to Calgary now and some of the studios, they still have the same teachers, like teaching the same classes when I started yoga. So if that just, there's like no turnover of people, there's no room to get into those places. There is, there is, but as a full time job, I like, I didn't see how it would work with, Mm. but at that point I was just like, thinking about teaching classes I didn't know about all the other stuff that you could do as a yoga teacher especially as a new one you can't just like jump in and start teaching workshops because you need to build up your skill set and your knowledge and and be confident in being able to deliver something like that so with classes when I moved to London because I didn't know anybody here who worked at studios or any of the uh, teachers in studios or even what studios were nice places to work like I was totally green I didn't know anything I was just like I opened up google maps and I wrote in yoga studio (laughs) (laughs) what comes up the first 
Well, just it would highlight all the like red pins of yoga studio. And yeah. I was living in Bromley by Bow. Okay. So East London. And I'd see, you know, these yoga studios dotted around. I forgot all the ones I applied to, but I applied to oh. all of them. And mostly you don't get responses. Yeah. Right? Still nowadays. Or if they do respond, it's like a polite response that says, you know, due to a high volume applicants, we will keep your application on record. And I had like a CV and a welcome letter, you know, all that stuff that you do to apply for a job. (laughs) Yeah. And, and even you go in and introduce yourself and they're like, oh, we actually only hire people who do our own teacher training program. I'm like, oh, hey, the... Yeah, and by this point, when I moved to London, I had done two 200 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do another 200-hour yeah. teacher training program to maybe get one class at the studio. Like, that's that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Really so those ones I just wrote off. And mm. then I guess I didn't really realize how much experience you needed to teach at some of the bigger studios. And I would go and apply there. And they'd be like... Um, who are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Wait. like, I'm nobody. I'm just this Canadian girl who Trying. moved to London to chase her dream job. And, like, it, it was so intimidating stepping into those places. And I think then, nowadays sometimes. They yeah. Are, I mean, See, I don't know. It's been so long. It's been... I think, I mean, um, sometimes I feel like some scenes, like on yoga scene, can be quite clicky. Like, um... Uh, you yeah, to, for sure. You go into some classes and you feel like, I've never been here and I feel like I'm being watch, watched or looked like I maybe step on someone else's face. Um, <laughs> so I think in the London days, like, people, yeah, people like that. It gets very competitive, which I, I didn't think. I thought you were always about... Like in the class? Yeah, I mean, I remember going to some class and then I sat down and got getting side-eyed by a woman. It was like, oh, my God. And then after watching that, by the way, that's my friend's spot. Like, do you want me to move? What, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've and never had anything like that. Oh, well, yes, I did. And then I was like, she's like, no, you don't have to. Mm, so I should. Um, but then also then her friend came, and then uh, she was like, no, 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 stay safe. It was all fine. But, I mean, I had also, being a core teacher as well, because you're trying to get classes with covering other people's classes. And I think there's nothing more nerve-wracking than actually covering someone else's classes. Yeah. Because... Students go to a teacher because they like them, yeah. they connect with them. And then you throw in a poet teacher and they already like, mm, who are you? And yeah. I did feel, I'm still nervous about covering classes, but nowadays I start the class like, I'm gonna, I might be different than your teacher, just please stick around and then go to the floor. Because um, I do walk that one before. But yeah, I, I remember when I went to one class and this woman constantly like, excuse me, is this going to be like this? Stopped me in the middle of the class. Or no, not middle of the first sun salutation. Second sun salutation. Excuse me, is this going to be Ashtanga? And again, I was like, oh my God, this is very stressful. No, this is a normal floor class. Third time, she stood up and asked like, excuse me, have you ever been to X and Y's classes? And like, oh my God. So I had to stop the class. Being challenged on color classes so much, I think I've now grown a thick skin. Yeah, but you, you have need to, it. You need it. You need it because people are going to be, because it's, it's their personal space and that's where they can be vulnerable and that you can be triggering their trauma. So I think being a yoga teacher, you need to know 
you need to be okay with yourself because yeah. people are going to throw your, their shit and problems on you and yeah, you need absolutely. to be okay to receive it and like is it me or is it something they throw at me and stay sane with it so not take it on board and home no. with you yeah. yeah so i think people need to know that it's not like oh you're just going to teach a class and walk off no it's emotional work it's it's there's a lot of things can come up and people yeah. share very intimate details of their life because they yeah. trust you and I, I think that was really surprising for me how how much people told me about their life and like you know me for five classes you're telling me a lot of things yeah it's good because you feel like okay i'm building trust and and you, you feel good about it but also it's scary because there, there will be things that you can't deal with but then knowing yeah like, you're not trained with like psychology and mental no. health things unless you unless you are like some yoga teachers yeah. definitely are but I would say that most most of us aren't and then yeah. you're right people tell you these deep things and you're mm. like I don't know what to do with this information like thanks for I, I know how to handle it now yeah. but at the beginning when you're a brand new teacher it's, it's, a, it's a lot yeah. it's a lot for sure also like now there's been so much social media out there I think it's interesting to see that you see all these like quick reels about like how you should teach a class or what's wrong what's right and I think there's so much information out there and not all of us are uh, osteopaths, not all of us are physiotherapists, not all of us are psychologists. So, and there's so many judgmental reels out there, like, oh, don't say this and don't say that to class because it's very not valid. And I agree. I mean, I, I used to say things that, um, I've never said, like, point your toes this way, but um, there are few people still teaching that way, that right foot forward, back foot to 70, 45 degrees, or I don't even know. And I do agree it's not valid, but there's, Kind of like a shaming culture coming up on social media yeah, as well. Yeah, there is. This is not right what you say, stop saying it. And how can you be a new teacher having all this judgment coming from everywhere? And I find I even find myself like, should I post anything or someone's going to be judging me for it? And I think I, I researched things. I learned a lot throughout the years. I'm still learning things. But we all make mistakes. But I think that's quite scary. I would be very scared to be a new teacher because too much information, too much... Yeah, no, you're right, and I feel like I feel that too when I see um information like that posted. Even now, having taught for eleven years, mm. and I have so much experience about like, oh, you can't say you can't say this. It's not like this. Mm. It's just too much information, and yeah, there are like you said things that shouldn't be said anymore. Like, twist that exercises you or. <laughs> That's my favorite, I think. Or, yeah, like silly things like that. It's good information. It's valuable, but yeah. But it's the way that you say it that is important. To be like, you can't say it like this. Yeah. Like maybe if you've been saying this, like try rephrasing it. Rephrasing it. Like it, you can say it in a kinder way that doesn't make you feel so judged. But that's just social media. It's like all these people just putting things out there to get views, views and, and likes, likes and oh. trying to get their voice heard. I guess, I mean, we do the same thing. Yeah, we, we do. But you try to do it in a way that's, like, kind. Kind. Kind approach. Or I hope is viewed as kind anyway. I don't know how <laughs> people take... Yeah, people can take tone of voice online as they want to because they're just reading it and they yeah. hear it. So that's definitely, I think, confusing as all the information. And, I mean, I would. it sounds like me and I'm not recommending people to be a yoga teacher because I, I do because I think it's, it's a fabulous practice to share but it does have its own challenges I think and it's important people are informed before they take 
especially paying so much money for teacher trainings nowadays and uh, do you actually need to want to invest in but also you can do teacher trainings just for yourself just to learn more yeah, about yeah a lot that. of people do like a lot of my students have told me they have just to deepen their practice which i think is brilliant i mean they I are so, they too. are definitely an investment yeah and my teacher trainings, especially my second one at the Sat Sat School of Yoga in Canada, was very very transformative. Yeah, and I can't recommend highly enough my teacher Ramin. Like he's still my go to teacher. He's incredible. But yeah, it's not. It's hard. It's a hard job, and it's definitely like intimidating stepping out of your two hundred hour teacher training into being a teacher. But mm. there's a lot of pros to the job too. Like. I love it. You, the be, the people you meet through it are incredible. Yeah. Like, yoga brings so many different types of people together. From all walks of life, yeah. And when people share their stories with you, like, things can, things wow. get deep and it's powerful and you, like, learn a lot about other people and who they are and other viewpoints and learning about, learning from your students really shapes you as a teacher too because Definitely. you, you see how people move you mm. see how they react to your cues. They see how you, how you interact with that, or they interact with you and the adjustments. Like, I learn from my students so, so, so much. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think that's, like, s- such an invaluable part about becoming a yoga teacher is, like, the, the actual put into practice of the job. I mean, yes, I think having the teacher training and then letting it settle and actually putting it in practice definitely learn more from your students than um than actually from your teacher training because you see bodies you dif- see different things yeah but yeah i think we can we can return back to it because uh, there's so much talk about being a yoga teacher and if anyone would have any questions we would always happy to hear them but i think we can wrap it up for now and then we can talk next time about how it changed and how we uh, see things happening or where the whole business and yoga is going because it's becoming a business. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there is so much to talk about, but I think we should wrap it up for today. Yeah, for sure. And we could talk about, you know, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, how everything's shifted. And thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of our podcast. I also just wanted to let you all know that I will be teaching on a yoga and wellness retreat this upcoming November 2nd to 8th. We are headed to Madeira. It's a beautiful subtropical Portuguese island off the coast of Africa, so it gets year-round sun. I'm teaching alongside Carrie Flower. I'll be teaching all the yoga. Carrie will be doing breathwork sessions and Realm Retreats is hosting the event. We're staying at a five-star hotel called Pelharo Nature Estate and it looks stunning. I've seen all the pictures and the guys at Realm have been there and report back that it is just remarkable. And anyway, we're really looking forward to November already. Their restaurant, which is regarded as one of the best restaurants on the island, is doing all of our catering for us, so we're going to be very spoiled. Uh, If you would like to know more information about my retreat, please head to our Conversations with Yogis podcast website, and you'll find the links there, or you can check out my own website, ashleyarensyoga.com. Again, thank you for listening, and see you next time.